So this week at Interview with a Wire, we received Shihan Midha Darwish from the Centre Samurai Koryokan. Uh, it was really a pleasure to talk with him. Uh, he has a rich uh, parkour in martial arts. He protects many styles, many weapons, he, and uh, he is really humble, but he's a really a master in a, in a class of his own uh, with uh, other people that we receive on the podcast. So it was really a pleasure and a mind-blown conversation for real. It was really great. Uh, it's the kind of teacher that when you talk to him, uh, you, you start to connect dots, you know. He was really, uh, really a great conversation with him. I really enjoy it. And uh, if you are from Lachine or Montreal and you want to do Kenjutsu, go see him. He uh, definitely know what he's talking about. Yeah. So if you guys want to support us with the podcast with great people like Midhat, um, just go to subscribe on our YouTube channel. And uh, if you want to help us a little bit more, you can go on Patreon. The address is right here. And uh, subscribe. We have English levels as uh, cheap as $1. Uh, and uh, it will help us a lot to continue the podcast, you know, upgrade the technologies, upgrade uh, our software, everything uh, with the time going. So if you like the content, support us. Uh, share the, the episode that you like. Uh, comment. Uh, the comments are really helpful with the algorithm, you know, so don't hesitate to comment everything. We like to read you and to interact with you. So with that, have a good podcast. Les cicatrices nous rappellent d'où on arrive Les combos qu'on doit livrer quand le destin chavire Guerrier, on fera ce qu'il faut pour la famille Cœur de lion, œil de tigre, on a la paix dans la mire The battles are never ending, I know But we will get up and get on with the fight And we'll do whatever for what is right Just put your trust in us and us So tonight at Interview with a Warrior, we receive uh, a Shihan Medhad Dorwish, Dorwish, sorry, uh, from Samurai Koryukan, uh, a school from Lachine, so uh, Montreal. So uh, we have we had trouble to co- to co- to start the podcast, but right now I hope we are on the good way. And uh, so let's start with the introduction, uh, your first step in martial art. And uh, so where and when it begins. Thank you for the introduction. Thank you for inviting me to the show and congratulations on your podcast, on your show. It's very Thanks. nice. Uh, keep working hard like that. Keep doing those great things. Uh, my journey, I started uh, in high school. Uh, I was born in Egypt, Alexandria, Egypt. And I started in Shotokan Karate uh, for a short period of time. Then um, I was more involved in university uh, when I was in the University of Alexandria. Uh, Then I moved to Montreal. When I moved to Montreal, since martial arts was limited uh, in Egypt, we only had Karate, Taekwondo, Judo. That was what's available. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was amazed to see, you know, all uh, types of uh, martial art available. And I was interested in Aikido. Uh, so back in that time, there was no uh, internet, no YouTube to find the information. Information, it was more difficult to, uh, to find, right? 
So I started reading some books and magazines, and I discovered that Daitoryu is the route to, to Aikido. Uh, so I was fortunate to find some VHS about uh, Daitoryu and Aikido, and I started you know, buying them and stuff like that. And I met my sensei in uh, New York, uh, in the United States. It was a camp for seven days. I was the only one. It was a closed camp. It was a very small. Uh, I was the only one from uh, outside of the U.S. Uh, we stayed in, uh, it was in Rangeley Lake. It was a, a domain on the lake. It was very, very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would train uh, three times a day, uh, three hours each. Uh, and at night we have discussion and uh, we ask Sensei about uh, Daitorio and uh, the old masters, uh, the history and stuff like that. And at the end of uh, the camp, I was amazed. I was truly influenced by his way of, of teaching and his mastery of executing the techniques, no matter how uh, big the person is, small, strong, or weak, he had always a way to execute his technique. And his approach was, to study classical body movement, to study mm-hmm. how the body uh, moves. And if you understand your own body, you will be able to control your opponent, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I, was, I was amazed by his approach. Uh, and I asked him to continue, how to continue to study under him mm-hmm. uh, since he's in Japan uh, and he comes every now and then. Uh, so he had a group in New York. He asked me to continue mm-hmm. training with the group in New York. So we would travel to New York uh, once every couple of months or so mm-hmm. to train with the with the New York group. And uh, that's that's how it started. I kept on inviting Sensei to Montreal several times. He invited me to Japan to uh, to do my test for Shodan. Um, we, I spent uh, two weeks. It was amazing two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, just when was the first time you go there? How old were you? Were you? That was in 2003. Okay, so 17 was, years ago. Yeah, that was uh, 2003. Uh, the training was amazing. Uh, everything, everything was amazing. It was my first time to Japan. Mm-hmm. So I was impressed. I was impressed by everything. Uh, there's so much stuff to see and to learn. And that was it. He kept on coming. He loved coming to Montreal. So we'd come to stay in Montreal for about a week. And uh, I would travel with him. I would take a week off from work or two weeks off from work. And I spend it with him uh, going to New York for seminars and training, going to Pennsylvania, going to Michigan. Uh, I would just, you know, go around with him and spend as much time as I can with him. And I kept on getting deeper and deeper and deeper into into the art. So my understanding got deeper. Uh, so he's the one who introduced me to classical body movement. Since Daitoryu is a choreo, uh, you have to study the old samurai movement, right? 
so he taught me how uh you know he had a he had a system he had a way how to develop yourself to move this way mm-hmm. right so in choreo they say no kicking no twisting no stumping you know some people when they walk they kick with their heel mm-hmm. right so in choreo no you you can't do that uh you can't twist like if you're blocking you can't twist you have to open your body you see that's that's the difference mm-hmm. and many 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 things like that i was really like it was basically you have to unlearn and relearn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right the way they walked it was completely different it's something called bushioko the samurai walk we yeah. we practice it in the dojo uh and many mm-hmm. things like that also he introduced me to sword mm-hmm. he's the one who introduced me to kenjutsu uh onohaitoryu uh that was the style that he was practicing and in the beginning Kenjutsu is special, right? Like uh, Manuel, you 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 practice Kenjutsu and you the logic is different, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Than Jiu-Jitsu or Karate, uh, right? The logic is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you too, Jeremy. So in the beginning, when it was introduced to me, it was difficult for me to to understand. You know, I found it difficult to learn, and uh, but with time. I started to uh, understand it more and get deeper in it mm-hmm. and to see the link, to see the link. Because he, he told me that the secret to jiu-jitsu is in kinjitsu. Funny, right? Funny. Mm-hmm. Like, Because it's all in the mentality. Exactly. What mm-hmm. are you saying? How is this possible? But because you, you are a complete beginner, right? You don't understand anything. so there there's ways there is levels of learning right there is uh, you know in the beginning you're just copying the sensei's movement right mm-hmm. you can ask questions because you don't even know what you're asking mm-hmm. right like like when you ask him question he goes like just practice it for 100,000 times and then come back and ask me questions mm-hmm. right so as you practice you start realizing what he means by uh, you know you should move this way you should do this and why where is the connection between kenjutsu and uh, jujitsu so that was an eye opener for me and i developed uh, i noticed that my movement developed a lot mm-hmm. then i was introduced to bojitsu because as you know uh, takeda sokako uh, takeda sokako he is the one that responsible for spreading daitoryu Daitoryu was uh, kept secret for the Aizu clan. Mm-hmm. And he was the one who spread Daitoryu. He taught it to 30,000 people across Japan. From them, the founder of uh, Aikido, right? Mm. Uh, so Takeda Sokako, he was a very small man, uh, but his movement was phenomenal. He was able to just pin people with no effort, uh, throw them and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh so he was uh a master in in uh, bojutsu in uh, the yari in the spear right uh, he was a master in sword mm-hmm. he 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 was a master in onohaitoryu he was a master in 
Kageryu, Jikijin Kagikeryu, uh, and many different things. Uh, the the fan, uh, the tisin. Yeah, he was a warrior. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, many people they say he was the last samurai because during the, his time they were not allowed exactly. Mm-hmm. He was not allowed. You were not allowed to carry the sword, mm-hmm. but he didn't care. He would just carry his sword, mm-hmm. right? And he had a walking uh, stick with with a spike in the bottom, you know, mm-hmm. to, to 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 use it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's many many stories like that about him. Uh, he uh, so Daitorio is is full of techniques like that. So I learned that in order for me to develop into those techniques, I have to study the art of sword. I have mm-hmm. to study the art of bow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I have to study everything Takeda Sokaku studied. Mm. Right. right. If you want to learn everything. Yeah. If I want to learn everything, if I want to move like him, because, mm-hmm. you know, when you, see, when you see those masters moving, throwing people right, left, and center, multiple opponents at the same time, it's like, it looks fake. Mm-hmm. But my teacher told me, like, we train so hard to make our movement look graceful. Mm-hmm. So he wants it to, to show this way. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a very, very interesting way to see it. Because many people want to do it like you, but they don't do the whole thing. So it's really hard to become a, to go at the same result, you know? So I think the, the good process to, to do that is like, as you say, to do everything as a teacher and then the result is going to be much better like that. You know? Definitely. Also, Definitely. also, also uh, the fact that it looks easy uh, comes with practice, you know. When you master mm-hmm. a craft, whatever the craft you master, of course, it's going to look easy because you practice yeah. so hard, you know. Definitely. So for an external highs, it, lo- it may look fake, but it's because it's so mastered you know it's so no but that's the saying the pro make it look easy yeah you know when you're good you you control yourself but when you're a pro you make it look easy you know when you look at michael jordan you look like it's child game ronaldo child game they they are so it looks easy Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's so true what you're saying and i like how you put it uh you know like if you look at a carpenter Somebody mm-hmm. is building something. You look at him and you say, this is easy. I can do it. Try doing it. Nice. See mm-hmm. how long it's going to take you. How frustrated you're going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't work. You didn't cut properly. You didn't put the, the screw in the right spot, you know? Uh, so, yes, it's a craft. Mm-hmm. It's a skill. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a skill, right? Uh, and what Jeremy said, you're absolutely right. So that took me to my next step in my journey. Mm-hmm. My next step was I can do this while working full time. Mm. Yep, hundred percent. Right. So that was my th- that was my other question. <laughs> When did you start? Because I I think I understand that you start Kenjutsu around two thousand three two thousand five. I guess. Uh, yes, uh, that is Onohai Toryo. Uh, I, no, actually, I started kun, Kenjutsu in 2000. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. In so 2000, before you I, went to Japan, you started. When I, when I met him in the United States, he introduced me to uh, Kenjutsu. 
So we started with something very basic. Uh, this is his program that he teaches. He teaches something called Kendo no Kata. Kendo Kata. Okay. Everybody mm. at Kendo Kata, right? Mm. Uh, and then you move on to different katas. Uh, but Nitin Isheryu, that is a complete story by itself uh, because mm-hmm. it was a complete fluke. Uh, everything was okay. meant to be for me. When it comes to my journey, everything was meant to be for me. Like it was meant to be that I meet uh, this teacher. Uh, I was the last person to join. Uh, they accepted mm-hmm. me, uh, right? I was the only outsider. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the Bojitsu, how the Bojitsu was introduced to me and it was open to me. Uh, from the Bo, uh, there is the Naginata, the Yari, the Tambo, the Hambo, the cane and, and the short stick, right? Uh, Daitoryu has umbrella techniques, Kasadori, Jutti Dori. Uh, there's also techniques, uh, uh, towel techniques. Takeda Sokaku mm-hmm. was famous with that. There's a, there's a famous story that uh, he was attacked by uh, troublemakers in, in a public bath and he chased them and he broke their arms with a towel. God damn. Okay. Right? Wow. So, yeah, he was, he was a very special man, right? So there is uh, towel techniques to, to, to control. And uh, uh, then Nitin Ishiryu, the way it was introduced, introduced to me uh, I believe it was 2009 or 2010 if I'm not mistaken that was again it was a fluke I was asking about a specific uh, teacher uh, that passed away and uh, there's nothing about it there's no books uh, nothing no, nothing on, online and uh, my senpai in Japan it was one of my, during my visits in Japan, he said, I will introduce you to my senpai and his uh, uh, teacher, his sore teacher. So we went to meet him. And that's when I learned that he was a Nitin Ishiryu, uh, the, the, the holder of the tradition, the Keishu shop of Heiho Nitin Ishiryu. Um, he was a very nice man. Uh, he started making a demonstration for us. Uh, it was at the Musashi Zuka, Musashi Park in mm-hmm. Komamoto, Japan. Um, we had lunch uh, together after uh, the demonstration. And he even demonstrated Daitoryu to me. Uh, he was a practitioner of Daitoryu. And I, I just felt a connection. I felt mm-hmm. a connection right away, right? And I can see the connection between the sword technique the double sword and the jujitsu, the jujitsu part, right? And we know that Takeda Sokako, he was proficient in, in uh, using two swords, mm-hmm. right? So this is to show you that he studied many different styles. Yeah. That's why he was the person he was. Uh, so we decided uh, that we will start learning Nitin uh, Ishiryu, we will ask Hiejima uh, Sensei. Uh, we asked him if he would accept us. He's the 10th generation. And he did. He did. So that's how we started uh, Nitin Ishiryu. Uh, and it, it, it's just amazing. And I enjoy how to show 
the connection to my students between bojetsu, kinjitsu, and jujitsu. Mm-hmm. How it's it's all one. It's all one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that happened within 10 years. So kenjutsu 2000, 2003, and then 2009, 2010, this. Very much, very much. Mm-hmm. So 2000, I met, uh, I started the and- Daitorio in 97. 97 and I, when I, does this cool come when do you choose to go 100% I, and say let's go for it yeah I started a small group uh, in 99 I started a small group okay. in 99 uh, it was a very nice person a friend of mine he uh, he offered me to teach in his school a Kyokushin uh, karate school um, And we practiced there for a little bit. Then I made a dojo in my basement. The basement moved to the garage, a double car garage. And from the double car garage to a gym in La Salle. I, w- I was always in La Salle. Mm-hmm. We stayed at that gym for nine years. Okay. Three days a week, right? Uh, but in 2011, 2010 or 2011, I decided that you, you can't have two minds, you know, you can't have a full-time job and want to excel and study. Uh, It's really deeper. hard. Yeah. Yeah. What was your other job? Was it career was, related? Like no, career I was in sales. Like I was in sales. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, It was okay. completely different, right? It was completely mm-hmm. different. So it's very hard after a big day, a low day to come back and do that again. Definitely. So I quit. Mm-hmm. And uh, we found a local in, uh, in La Salle. We rented it. And that's how I became full-time. Mm. It's very difficult to, uh, to be full-time. You, you guys know, especially uh, yeah. that, that you, you, have, you own your school. You know how difficult it is. It's not easy, right? Yeah. But you enjoy doing what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. You enjoy doing what, you know, what you're doing. I enjoy uh, developing people. I enjoy sharing mm-hmm. my, my knowledge with people. Also, at the same time, I develop more and I discover more, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, so it, during, during those, those years... Um, I started teaching kids with uh, autism, with conditions like autism, mm-hmm. uh, ADD, and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor, yeah, but I knew that martial art can help uh, people with, with these types of conditions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did some research. I tried to learn, you know, online. Yeah. And I started to uh, apply and modify the techniques to their needs, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and we're successful with it. I have people that they reach a level of shodan, mm-hmm. uh, okay, right. you, you know, with conditions like that. But this is not what, for the, what's amazing is you I see think how they if develop I speak from- For myself, uh, you know, I, we, we, we teach for uh, adaptive people too. And progression is not what they want, you know. 
all they want is little step. Baby step for them is perfect, which people don't want. Basically, they just want to eat the whole thing and be like, oh, okay, I'm done after three years. I know everything. It's like maybe yeah. you, you have seen everything, but you don't master nothing. And yeah. for these people is what it says about. It's like it's doing it and doing right. And when exactly. they do usually a test or a possession or a grade, they do it with so much heart and they never complain and stuff like Definitely. that. Exactly. Usually they are my, my coup de car, like yes. Uh, yes. an exam. C'est vrai. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, it's martial art is, is a lifetime mm -hmm. uh, thing, right? Mm -hmm. So no uh, rush. <laughs> it's a way of life. It's mm -hmm. a way of life. You, you need to, to find the right person uh, because it's two-way street, right? The students and the teacher. He needs to understand, but you are his guide. You're mm -hmm. guiding him on that path, right? Mm -hmm. You're showing him how. Because you've been through hard times too during your training, and right? So this is your experience. You're passing your experience to your students. Uh, so each student is different. You have to find a way, especially somebody with a condition like that, mm -hmm. right? So I learned a lot, like uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, somebody once, uh, she, she, she closed her ears like that, you know? But I, this is a sign of you being rude, right? Mm -hmm. But it's because she's sensitive. She's too sensitive in her ear She can be in a group class. You, you know, when everybody's making ki and counting together, yeah. it's, it's, it's like you're putting a, a speaker right next to her ear and blasting the sound. Mm -hmm. Too much stimulation. Right? So she needs to be mm -hmm. in, in a private group, in a one-on-one, one -on -one, right? Mm -hmm. uh, somebody who can be in a group, he gets anxious. He sees so many people, he gets anxious. So you have to adjust. You have to adjust. Mm -hmm. And I'm very successful too with kids, right? Like, mm -hmm. like teaching Daitorio to, to kids. A lot of people, they, they say it's impossible. I can't teach it to anybody under 16 or under 18. But that's not mm -hmm. the case in Japan. So when, when I went Did to Japan, I Did you teach even Kenjutsu for yeah. young people? Yeah. Kenjutsu, okay. the kids, they start at six years old. Oh, wow. Okay. And I, I tell, I'll tell you the reason, right? Mm -hmm. Each dojo is different. Each country mm -hmm. is different, right? The kids in Japan are different, okay? Like, they will sit down quietly. They are not mm -hmm. going to move. They're not like, right? during right? the class. Mm -hmm. yeah. Here it's different. So you have to teach them that. You have to work mm -hmm. harder. So when I opened that Kenjutsu class to kids, I had a lot mm -hmm. of people calling me. They want to sign their kids and they're saying, ah, oh, he's always playing with the swords at home. Mm. But the first thing you have to learn is sword etiquette, reho, mm -hmm. right? It, mm -hmm. The sword is not a toy. Mm -hmm. It's a weapon. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be held in a, in a certain way. It needs to be put in a certain way on, on the ground, right? So all that kind of stuff. So after a few classes, they drop out, mm -hmm. right? Because that's not what, but you, you need to learn safety first, the, the yep. discipline part of martial art, right? Mm -hmm. 
you walk yeah, into yeah. the dojo, you bow. So because yeah. we 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 taught you this, right? We we teach this. Mm-hmm. But if you don't know, then there's a system to everything. Mm-hmm. It's like if you come to karate and you're like, I want to kick ass. Well, no, you got to right? learn how to self-defense and then you're not going to learn that to go and battle, you know? It, exactly. It doesn't work mm-hmm. that way, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, did you add just because Kenjutsu is with, with sword. So the it's about the mentality, the warrior mentality. And yes. so did you adjust that when you teach the kid and when they get at a certain age, You're like, okay, so now we're going to see, li- see it a little bit more like bloody way, I guess. Yeah, you know? yes, definitely. Because, uh, you know, yep. we do kamas and stuff like that. And for kids, we're like, okay, we cut the pumpkin, but, you know, <laughs> we cut the head. So, like, how do you manage for your style um, on sword only? So, what I did, uh, like... Um, what is the age that you cut, uh, like, to, like, for the real thing? I start four years old, they can start jujitsu. Okay. Six yeah. years old, they start bojitsu, kenjitsu, and EI, right? Because uh, we'll talk yeah, about the system. Yeah, we'll talk about the system a little bit mm-hmm. uh, of Nitin Ishiryu. It's Heho is strategy, right? Daitoryu is a strategy system. Uh, Nitin Ishiryu is a strategy system. So it's uh, a single sword, long sword against long sword, short sword against long sword. Double sword against long sword mm-hmm. and Daish. EI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and EI, right? EIDO. So the kids, when they start the, the Kinjitsu, the Bujitsu Kinjitsu class, uh, now with, I always recommend for them to buy their own weapon, mm-hmm. right? But since not everybody can afford it, I come up with, like, I have stuff to lend, mm-hmm. to lend them, right? Uh, but I also uh, came up with an idea that they just go to Rona or Home Depot and buy a stick, mm-hmm. right? Uh, with the proper measurement according to their height. Mm-hmm. So it's adjusted to their height. So they can practice Bojetsu and the sword as well. So they have two sticks. Mm-hmm. One is longer than the other to practice Kenjitsu. Mm-hmm. So the idea is to introduce them to how, mm-hmm. right? And to start the, the, because it's right and left, right? Each mm-hmm. hand is doing something. So there's coordination. This is the idea to develop them this way. And as they get older, they can buy, right? Boken uh, and... Right? Mm. So let's say uh, for EI, for EIDO, they can use Asaya because it's impossible. It's, it's way mm. too long for them, right? Mm-hmm. So they only use the stick And they mm. simulate with their hand mm-hmm. the, the draw and the, and the noto, right? Mm-hmm. They get a little bit taller, then they can use a bokken with a plastic saya. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit cheaper and again, safer. Uh, also, the kids, uh, Jeremy, they, they start with foam swords. So it's all about the, the, how, what the weapon is and then the evolution goes with the teaching. Uh, I, I have so many questions because I, I just let you talk and talk. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, we talk off air that uh, I'm practicing Kenjutsu in the Shinkage Ryu in Ottawa. Uh, and uh, one of the things that, that 
hit me first when I started practicing Kenjutsu versus uh, the karate practice. Uh, the basic difference for me, uh, it's that it's more a battlefield thinking, you know, so yes. mul multiple adversaries. Yes. Uh, then the karate, which is more a one-on-one -on -one thing, you know, you, 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 you are defending yourself against one person, you know, so uh, mostly. And then Kenjutsu is more a battlefield logic. It's samurai yes. craft, you yes. know, so basically yes. you have to defend yourself considering the fact that there's many people around you fighting uh, Definitely. So it's really a different way of, you know, considering the the space using and stuff. I, Definitely. I want to hear you on on that. Uh, Musashi Sensei speaks about that in a, a Goreno show. Yeah. It's a technique called herding, like when you herd uh, sheep. So let's say you have multiple opponents. There is a way for you to herd them and put them all in one direction. Mm. So when they're coming at you, they're coming from one direction, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the book is very interesting. Uh, Moses Sensei speaks about how to hold the sword, uh, the position of the fingers, mm. how to wield the sword with, with, with your fingers, right? Uh, speaks about the gaze, the mitzke, the, the regard, the, uh, the gaze, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it speaks about zanshin. It, it speaks about the eyes. It, it speaks about your posture. It, it speaks about rhythm. Mm -hmm. Everything has a rhythm, right? If mm -hmm. you understand the rhythm, then you'll be able to communicate or control. So if I understand my opponent's rhythm or beat, I'll be able to control him, right? Mm -hmm. It's funny. Uh, you, yeah. I right? love how you talk with music because it's, it's that. When I talk to my student, I'm like, When they're doing a form or a battle, I'm like, you have to do it on the beat, on the yeah. rhythm. It's like, see, it's, it's that's exactly. where you're gonna counter because you're on the good like timing mm -hmm. and in a fight or whatever. Yes, yeah. it's that you have to. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, timing. How to interrupt timing? Like, if I understand your rhythm, I can interrupt their specific technique. You interrupt that rhythm, right? Then you mm -hmm. can uh, do your technique. It's, exactly. it's fascinating. It's amazing. It's a beautiful uh, style. Uh, there's many styles that they, they practice two swords, but they don't have many techniques, right? Mm -hmm. This style is, is it's the Heho Niken Ishiryu, the style of two swords as one, right? So it's dedicated to the study of two swords. That's why it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. That's why it's very interesting. And his philosophy, like he tells you, this is the winning strategy. If you want to win, you have to study it. Mm -hmm. And once you understand that strategy, he says, this is a famous saying. He says, from one thing, learn 10,000 things. So once you understand how it works, you'll be able to apply it, let's say, in your karate fighting, in your uh, jiu-jitsu techniques and, and so on. Mm -hmm. right uh, yeah so Kenjutsu is amazing Kenjutsu is amazing uh, I can talk about it for hours and hours and hours Bojitsu as well Bojitsu is phenomenal mm 
so now I discovered something. In order for you to execute your techniques like those masters of the past, you have to create something called Aiki body. And to create that Aiki body is using those tools. They will get you there, mm-hmm. which is the Bojitsu, the Kenjitsu, right? It will get you to move this way. So you see now the connection between the weapons and... Uh, As you say earlier, the link between all these three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the empty hand. Mm-hmm. I love this. I yeah. love this. I love to uh, discover it, feel it, and share it with my students. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's funny because you said earlier that um, uh, the empty hands and the weapon are interconnected. And uh, me, I don't come from Aikido or Jiu-Jitsu. I come from Kenpo, like Jeremy, we're from the same school. And when I first started Kenjutsu, I was like, it's really nice because I don't change anything in my posture, in my movement, in my body uh, usage, because it's pretty much the same thing, you know, but with a weapon, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to change the fundamentals you know yes yes this is the hardest part to be honest with you this is the hardest part and once you overcome that so you have to surrender to it Mm -hmm. you have to surrender to it you have to have trust in your sensei that this is the method right Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. is the way and once you spend time in it and you see your body is changing the way your body moves is changing then you will realize, right? So you have to believe. You have to believe and work on it and you will see. Everything will be different. The way you walk in the street, it will be different. The way you carry something, it will be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way you speak to people, the way you communicate with people, it will be different. Mm-hmm. This is martial art. That's why it's a way of life. Yeah, it just when you see someone in the, in the street and is like a police officer or someone from the army or someone from a curry teacher, you see them and they're straight as an arrow. You're like, yeah, that guy, that guy got right? some, for, yeah, yeah, he got from, some formation. Yeah, you look at the posture right away; it tells mm-hmm. you something. Mm-hmm. He don't need to introduce himself to me and say I am uh, an army officer or a police officer, but you see his posture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and the haircut. The he, yeah, the haircut. The way the way they speak. You, you see, all this stuff is like, that's why everything is important. Why do we wear uh, the, the, the dogi mm-hmm. uh, in a certain way, the hakama? Everything is connected. Everything has a reason, mm-hmm. right? Why do you have to wear an obi for, for Kenjitsu and Iaido, not just a belt, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, everything is thought of. Everything is thought of. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. And you know what? We spoke about the journey. Uh, it's like a mountain, mm-hmm. right? Yep. There's, there's, this, there's this famous story uh, about a man that lived close to uh, a foot of a mountain. And he would always say, I would love to climb that mountain. But he would never do it. Right? And he sees people going up and down, and hikers, you know. And then one day he decided to do it. So uh, when he started, he met somebody coming from the top of the mountain. And he goes, so how was it? 
So he's telling him about his journey, right? Mm-hmm. And he goes to himself, oh, this, this, this is very hard. Then he continues a little bit more and he sees somebody else and how oh, was your journey? So he tells him, yeah, but it was very hard. So you have to do your own journey. You, you know, there's so many ways. There's so many views on top of the mountain, right? Mm-hmm. There's so many mm-hmm. ways to get to, to the top of the mountain. And when, you, when, you, when you're on top, you would see it with your own eyes. It's different. Yeah. It, makes, yeah, it makes me think it's like you, you want to feel like what it feels like to be a black belt. You got to earn it. You know, like it's yeah. even if I would give you a black belt right now oh, or whatever degree or, or style, even if we give, we give you a world champion, whatever, if you didn't earn it and work for it, you're not it feel fulfilled. Yeah, exactly. It means nothing, right? Yeah, exactly. Quit by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this is one of the things that I like to use too. a black belt is is a white belt that never gives up. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm a student of the way, yeah. you know, there's no, there's no true master will say about himself that he's a master, right? Mm-hmm. We're all students of the way. Mm-hmm. My understanding is just this much, you know, uh, and as you practice, as you develop, as you put time, it's time on the map, the more mm-hmm. you practice, your understanding will grow, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and uh, sooner during the podcast, you were talking about um, the Book of Five Ring. And it's funny because we did a review of the comics version, so the graphic novel version of it. Yes, yes. And uh, I, when I read it, I was uh, beginning in uh, Kenjutsu. And it's funny because I read the book version of uh, the Book of Five Ring, and then I read the comic, the graphic novel, you know. And reading the graphic novel, I was like, oh, I understand so much more what he was saying because now I can see it illustrated, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And um, what I love about the graphic novel version is that point. It's incarnate, you know, the words of it. But the practicing of it is way better, of course. But Definitely. Uh, yeah, I, w- I, ju- I just want to, uh, you know, uh, to put it uh, out there. But my uh, other question for you was, uh, it's more about uh, an observation uh, regarding what you were saying earlier. Um, you, you said that, that uh, you know, the journey is better than the... Uh, Uh, the top of the mountains, you know, the journey to go to the top is better that, than to... But you, uh, you need to do it yourself, yeah, right? Of course. And uh, I want to hear you on uh, something. You know, uh, l- lately uh, uh, in society, we talk about, you know, future and stuff and technology and people like uh, Elon Musk talk a lot about technological advance, a little bit like the Matrix when uh, some sometimes in the future you will be able you know to learn stuff with the with an interconnection with computers or stuff Uh, it may become a reality and to me it's an aberration you know it's ridiculous because uh, because of what we are we were saying earlier uh, learning is what is uh, giving life is purpose If yes. you if you cut out the learning uh, in the human journey, you know what what's the point to even live? If yes. you just learn like this, everything 
Yeah. Just because it's useful, you lose all the thing that you will live during your journey, you know? I don't Definitely. know. What, what's your view on... You, you know what, uh, Manuel, it's, uh, it's funny. It's funny. You know why? Because times are changing so fast. We were just saying when I started, uh, there were barely any books. There were barely any books. Mm -hmm. Imagine, today you just go online and you can find anything. Mm -hmm. uh, so times are changing. I don't know. Is it, is it going to happen? Maybe. Everything mm -hmm. is possible. Look at, the, look at the internet. Look at cell phones. Look how connected we are mm -hmm. today. And we can't live without it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Zoom, the pandemic. The pandemic changed so many things. Mm -hmm. The pandemic changed so many... I, I totally agree with you that, uh, remember in the beginning we were saying that we practice to make the movement graceful. Mm -hmm. So when somebody looks, he says like, this is easy, this is fake or yeah. something, right? This specific, this art, you need to feel it. It's a feeling art. You can talk about it as much as you want, but you're not going anywhere. You have to practice. You have to feel it, right? So, We had to adapt. We had to adapt. In the beginning, I said, I don't know if I can do the Zoom thing. Mm -hmm. But I had to adapt because human beings, we still need a connection. We still need to see each other. Mm -hmm. Right? So if, if, we, if, we go, if we're going to talk about just, just that level, you know, when I get to see my students, And we talk, how are you doing? And how are things going in your life? And mm -hmm. stuff like that. It makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, they were not working. They were not allowed to see anybody. Humans are not made this way. Mm -hmm. Humans are made to interact. Right? Yeah. We are made to go to the dojo. We are made to practice. Mm -hmm. to learn, to, to make mistakes mm -hmm. and, and learn from it. You need the sensei to, to share with you, to show you things, to adjust, and, right? So I don't know. Honestly, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I will still continue, and I, I always have the need to go to Japan to see mm. my senpai and practice with him and communicate with him. Uh, the same as for my students, because you build a relationship with your students. So it's, it's a family to me, mm -hmm. right? It's a family. Whether it's the kids, yeah. I, I saw them growing, uh, graduating from the, the little kids class, the little samurai class to, mm. uh, you know, the older kids to teenagers to grown-ups to the adult class, you know, uh, how can you replace that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, and I don't say that as a, as an anti uh, technology point. I'm not against yeah. technology. Yeah. You know, I, I was one of the few to use uh, zoom during the pandemic and, uh, and to believe that it's, it's good because to me, of course, it's not the same quality of training but it kept it kept you know the uh, the habits in the students to practice definitely yeah and and uh, uh, the mother of one of my students she told me you know 
before the pandemic, my, my daughter was doing uh, swimming and uh, karate with you. And of course, there's no Zoom for swimming, you know. And so now she don't want to go, go back to swimming. Yeah, I don't she, blame her. She lost interest. Yeah, and I don't so, blame her. of course, the progression and the quality of the teaching during Zoom classes was not uh, 100% what I wanted to teach, of course. But it kept the habits to practice. And yes. also, and this is really important, I think, it kept the links between me and the few students that yes. kept practicing with me with Zoom. And now that we are back in classes, the student that did, didn't use Zoom because they were like, nah, I don't like that thing. I prefer the real life. I will wait for the real life co uh, classes to come back. Now they come back, but I see the difference in their progression. You know, they, they are rusty. And yeah. the other students are like, you know, oh, we're coming back. They're, they're more sharp. Even yeah. though they didn't practice live, they kept practicing kata, they kept practicing techniques, you know, shadow boxing and stuff in their home. And at least they do something. Yeah. You know, you know uh, there's also something very important since we are studying the art of the samurai. Yeah. So we need to study the way of the samurai, the way, right? So the samurai adapt. Mm -hmm. The samurai adapt. That's what we did. Pandemic, we adapted. Mm -hmm. You see? Uh, if you remember, after the Second World War, they were not allowed to practice. Mm -hmm. It was it, like Budo was forbidden. Yeah. Right? So yeah. they adapted. They went underground. Mm -hmm. They was like, yeah. you can't talk about it. Yeah. So this is samurai. Samurai adapts. Mm -hmm. And humans adapt. Mm -hmm. We adapt too. You see, like we will come out from this pandemic uh, stronger. Mm -hmm. he, he, this is this is the human nature. You're back. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, uh, you're you're hundred percent right. You know, and I think also that uh, a thing that we can see in martial art right now, and in general in society. I think many people at the time to think about their life and say, you know, do I love what I'm doing in my life right now? Because I may want to change or I want to continue. This is this was I think it, this was a good time for everybody to do. Uh, people had the opportunity to come back in uh, yeah. any other field they wanted right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, and it, it was a good time to do introspection, you know, and to, yeah. to think about what I what do I want for my future? Because everything was on pause for a bit. Yeah. So and uh, everybody, even teachers, I mean, For some so for some time during the pandemic, I was like, you know, I was less motivated to train and stuff. Yeah. And that yeah. was one of the reasons that I wanted to do Zoom because I was like, it will force me to practice because I have an I have um, an obligation to my student. Definitely. I told I told them that I will be there. Yeah. So it forced uh, you see me, that's that's you know? that's interesting because me it's it was the uh, opposite. Uh, I start at five and when it hit, I was 23. It was the first time in my life I had a break since, uh, you know, competition, mm -hmm. teaching, yes. exam, yes. And everything. I was always in the, in the cycle and then yeah. a break. And I was like, 
So my introspection was I'm lucky and now I have time not to teach and work. And I wanted to do some for myself after mm, so yeah. many years because I, I, I stopped competition in 2014 because after 10 years, I was like, I, I made the whole loop. Mm -hmm. And for the first year in 2020, after COVID, I was like, I'm a train for me. I'm a do martial art, you know, and it was another step. So I guess it, it really depends. And But I, I, after overall, I think, we can say we're really lucky to do what we like and uh, we yeah. are we are definitely we missed it but uh it's really a nice yeah, job we we were affected the most mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah. like like uh, uh, people that uh, uh, they practice martial art gyms we were affected the most right mm -hmm. uh, all the art like community we, yeah and but like you said mm -hmm. like you said it made us it made us realize certain things uh, that's why we're, we will come out of it stronger. Uh, we had to adapt. Like, like we were saying, Manuel and I were saying that uh, Samurai adapts to different mm -hmm. situations. So we adapted to this Zoom thing, mm -hmm. uh, right? And I agree with you. It's not easy, but you know what? Uh, the students that they continue doing the Zoom, I know that they are developed more, especially here, because we got a chance to explain more, to break down movement more, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Instead of doing it in one count, we, we did it in four. Mm -hmm. So we should see improvement in their body movement, mm -hmm. right? Uh, that was what I tried to do. And, and the part of the connection, to keep the connection going, to keep the, 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 the communication going with your students. It's very important because some people, they were not allowed to work. They were not allowed to go to school. They were not allowed to talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. So that was our way, right? So yeah. we mm -hmm. adapted. And this is the samurai way. Uh, I think it was, it was good for everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy to say we are warriors when it's peacetime. But we, I think COVID was like kind of a war war era yeah you know yeah for mm -hmm. for the spirit it was kind definitely of war, definitely know? there's so many different ways right mm -hmm. uh, if you go to work it's it's a way of war right if you mm -hmm. go to it's everything is a form right and you just have to take your martial arts training into that place mm -hmm. uh, right and apply it uh, that's why martial art is very interesting and it's very important. And I cannot see myself not doing martial art mm. mm -hmm. uh, and, and to be able to help people, to develop people, to reach their, their potential. Mm -hmm. uh, this is very interesting too. You know, there's something also uh, I say about my school. It's a personal development uh, school through the study of martial art. I was influenced by my late uncle. My late uncle was, a guru in neuro-linguistic programming. Okay. Right? Uh, I was influenced by him. Like, I learned so many things uh, from him. Uh, so when you, when you put uh, both together, uh, you, you see a very good result mm -hmm. in, in, uh, in the students. This is martial art. Martial art is, uh, you know, to develop you as a... As a as a person, right? To yeah. become mm -hmm. better, to become better. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So what did I miss when I was not there? Because it's, uh, uh, we it's gonna over we, in a way? Yeah, no, we were talking about, you know, I was just saying that, um, you know, Elon Musk talked about Neuralink. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, you will see uh, where I'm going with this. He, he talked a lot about Neuralink, which is a technology, uh, a little bit more the Matrix movie, where mm -hmm. eventually you will be able to connect your uh, brain to uh, computers, basically, to to uh, you know uh, command the computers okay and he think he believe Elon Musk believe that the only way that the human will not be uh, 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 beaten by machine oh, is, yeah, is by, mm -hmm. yeah is by fusion with them but my point was uh, what's the point to even just live our life If you take out of our life the the learning, you know, if you can just uh, download the, the knowledge, anything. Yeah. Down, download Instantly. the knowledge, I, exactly like in the movie, he's he's opening his eyes and he say, "I just learned." I know kung fu. fu. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. That would be amazing, then. Yay or nay? That's my point because <laughs> you know. Uh, that would just be another level. That's it. What's Man. the point? To what's the point to practice? What, what's not the point? I mean, you you wouldn't go with what you don't like, you know. Like me, I don't like, I don't know, I don't like baseball. But well, yeah. I'm not gonna go and learn baseball for just fun, you know. Yeah. But uh, and I don't, I don't think, and I don't know. That would be interesting to see if you can mm -hmm. acknowledge everything because I think there's a max. But uh, but at the same time, we we know such a little about the brain, like how much you can yeah. uh, know. But yeah, but let, would let be, me, uh, let really interesting. Let me put something, okay, mm -hmm. to both of you. Uh, what, what, uh, what in life make us uh, unique and different from each other? It's the mm -hmm. fact that we don't have uh, access to the same, you know, the same knowledge, and we are built from the opportunity yeah. that, that we got. It's the fact that me, I, for example, uh, I do music before, so I bring that knowledge into mar my martial arts and into podcasting and whatever. So th that's what's made me unique. But if me, you, everybody, we have the same access to all the same knowledge and we have all the that knowledge, what what's left to, you know, what's left yeah. to do? Definitely. You can uh, do anything. Just like this, this is the beauty. This is the you beauty know? about the humans, right? Yeah. Each one of yeah, us is different. I don't. I don't think because w w let's say you you just learned it, then you learn it. But after, if you want to do it, you have to go with people and practice it. You know, like it. It would just like everybody would understand it. That's it. I think it would just be like full. You know what I? You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I don't know. And then in competition, and you could do competition with everybody pro. It's like man, I don't know. I don't know. But no, you, yeah. you, I'm, I guess you're right because uh, evolution is too much at some point. But uh, I don't know. That, then, That's yeah. what makes us unique, Manuel. And I, I, I like what you said. We are made different, right? Yeah. And that's, this is the beauty. Uh, so even when you look at Musa Sensei in a book of five rings, he says, don't look outside. Look inside yourself. You have everything you want to succeed inside you right mm -hmm. 
Uh, so that's what makes us unique. Each one of us is different and we, we can complete each other, right? But if everybody's the same, yeah. what are we, robots? Yeah, what's the point, you know? It, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If everybody's a, is identical. And the other point with that, and we're going to finish on that subject after, yeah, but yeah. the other <laughs> danger of that technology is the fact that uh, we all know that all humans are done, are, are, are built, you know? And um, you all you can already tell that rich people will have better technology, better computing capacity, better neuraling technology than the poor people. So, you know, Elon Musk is saying it will democratize knowledge. You know, it will it will be like democracy in learning. But well, you, knowledge you, is already kind of yeah, yeah. But you know, you can uh, already tell that it will be corrupted because mm -hmm. of the human nature. So yeah. this this is why I consider it as a danger, you know. And I 100%, will, I, yeah. I will, I promise, I will close this subject. <laughs> yeah. You know, when I was young, I play a role playing game named Shadowrun. Okay, it's kind of a dungeon dragon, but futuristic. Okay, and in dun in Shadowrun. You have people with, you know, cybernetic implants and people who are against it, who basically think that human should not change what human are, you know, and you should not uh, re uh, replace your natural eye with technological eye or your leg with technological leg. So I can already tell uh, that if somebody, some sometimes in the future that thing happen i will be one of the guys who said you know that's bad i will never you know cut my leg myself to put a, a cyber leg because that's may happen too that's something that i learned i heard a, about a lot uh, yeah but imagine you have like you're blind and then boom you can see or you miss a leg and then boom yeah, you can walk i agree for a disabled person but i just I'm just saying, you know, as a martial artist, one of the uh, fabulous thing about martial art is that, you know, the teacher and now with the pandemic, we see it. The teacher and the teacher student experience cannot be replaced by video learning, you know, uh, YouTube uh, video learning. YouTube video learning is a good uh, com complementary thing, yeah. mm -hmm. but it will never replace the human relationship. Definitely. So to me, it's all in the same discussion, you know, implants, human contact, human discussion, human evolution should be able to use technology, but not be replaced by it. That's all. That's just my point. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. But we have no control over that, man. Uh, I know. I it know. is I'm what just, it is, you know. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, you know. Mm hmm. And, uh, but I can see billionaire people be like, uh -uh, I want to fly. Put me, <laughs> put me way in the back. Like, <laughs> that, you know? That's, that's uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the last point that I want to discuss with you, because earlier in the discussion in the podcast, uh, you, you were talking a lot about uh, Miyamoto Musashi, which is, you know, the founder of your school of Kenjutsu. And um, one thing that uh, Musashi mentioned in the book of five ring is the importance to uh cultivate you know to uh grow uh other interests as a warrior uh, he was an artist he was uh you know he was doing other things than fight because you know he, he was saying 
uh, it's important for the fighter to uh, elevate his spirit in every aspect of his life. And of course, me in to, uh, 2021, uh, in my life, I'm, I'm not really interested in, uh, you know, for example, pottery or growing flowers. Uh, maybe some people are, but not me. But me in my personal life, it gives me, you know, the reflection that before in my life I was doing music and I was kind of uh, putting that on pause for martial art. And, you know, in the last year or so, I bring back uh, music composition because I was like, I love that thing and I miss it. And I think that it will, you know, feed me in ways that can be useful in my martial art, you know, because it, 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 um, it feed my spirit and in a way that martial art can't. And so mm -hmm. it's important for my uh, balance in life, you know, definitely. What, what do you think about that? And are you an artist in a way yourself? I, I totally agree with you. Uh, and yes, uh, I did good in TikTok. Yeah, but it's, it's content. It's a way of uh, express yourself for yeah. sure, 100%. Yes. Like yes. You, you need it while this COVID time to express yourself and that's how you did it. Yeah. Uh, us, we did the podcast and uh, I, as I say, I, I had for the first time in years the the wanted to train and uh, you know I even wanted to do some some stuff with paint but whatever but uh, yeah we, we as a teacher I think mostly we know we so we so used to to tell and tell story to talk and tell story that right now no one was listening to us or like just on Zoom can talk and talk it's not the same you know so mm -hmm. we Definitely. needed to communicate a lot in the last year and yeah. Platform like the internet is really easy for that. Yeah, the last year it's it's been uh, special, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, uh, I started the TikTok. I taught myself a lot of stuff about the TikTok, but also I was always interested in music, uh, but I never had a chance mm. to. Uh, so I I tried to learn the guitar by myself. Oh yeah. I tried, you know, uh, didn't work. You know, my wife would always scream at me or making too much noise. Uh, and also, uh, I have an interested, I have an interest in daiko uh, drums. Mm, okay. Yeah. Daiko drums. So I played a little bit with that as well. Uh, no. Uh, no teaching you you need a teacher definitely in order for you to but just you know played you know uh so yeah i experienced in in, in this stuff a little bit uh so i agree with you this downtime uh was important for you to discover other stuff mm -hmm. uh, to, to do things like that and uh, keep busy this is, yeah. this is the, the important thing, to keep busy. So I kept myself busy with that. I kept myself busy with doing some renovation in the house, the painting and mm -hmm. the, the garden in the summer, uh, swimming, uh, you know, trying to train uh, a little bit on my own. Uh, you know, when you have the dojo and you're teaching uh, three, four classes every day, uh, and then all of a sudden, 
you know, you only have one or two Zoom classes. It's, mm. yeah, you know, it's a shock. You, you, yeah, you start putting some weight, you know. So, so the, mm. the, the pool is good, you know, the pool is good and training by myself is good, all that kind of stuff. You try to do your best. You try to do your best. So it's important to always try to find something to keep you busy. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, like you said, it balances you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you disconnect from the dojo. You disconnect from, uh, uh, you know, uh, the people around you and stuff like that. You need your, your own time. You meditate. And yeah. uh, these things are very important. And the pandemic was, uh, good for that. It, it gave people a chance to meditate uh, if if you do or if yeah. you wanted to learn. It, it's take a, right a step time. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, take a step because back. Otherwise, sometimes you're like that and you just see the wall. You don't see the bigger picture. Exactly. Look at your goals and, and, and things like that. So, yeah, uh, Daiko drums. I'm interested in Daiko drums. So maybe we can... Uh, Start a band all together. Find a teacher, <laughs> Daiko band. Yeah. yeah, Japanese drums. Yeah, it's funny. So uh, I think we're gonna close with that. With that, it was mm-hmm. really interesting, you know. And uh, I hope we can meet someday. And uh, I hope to too. Doing yeah, it's I hope fun. to too. Let's yeah. try to do something together. I'd I'd love that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thanks for your time, and uh, I hope we're gonna see you again on the channel. Thanks. My my pleasure. Thank you. Have a good night, guys. You too.